Tom Hanks' brother is like a scientist or something, right? He works at uh, U of I, I think. Oh. Yeah, which is our hometown. Wow. Yeah, because I think he's been... Um, Rachel, there's this like local ice cream spot. And I, I've heard that like Tom Hanks' brother frequents there. And then whenever Tom Hanks comes to town, he loves to go there as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, darling. Wow. He actually, I think Tom Hanks, like, because I think maybe it was like kind of going under or something, the... The business and like Tom Hanks tweeted like save Jarling's ice cream or something like that and like it's wow. still going on so like thanks Tom <laughs> thanks Tom we say that we say that at the beginning of every episode like so yeah. we say it together on three so like three okay. two one thanks, thanks Tom. Tom click Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remembered that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Come over and talk about it. So, uh, hey, welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm Sean Wilkinson. Uh, we got a great guest for you today on our uh, Olivia Rodrigo episode on her album Sour. Wow. Uh, yeah, she's a writer for Elite Daily and Reductress and is the host of many podcasts. Some might argue too many, but I would argue the right amount. Uh, <laughs> she's the host of Inside the Disney Vault, You've Got Hanks, I Need to Talk TikTok, and <laughs> this is the mix. It's Rachel Chapman! Hey. Yay! too many podcasts so like legitimately like how do you why did you do that why yeah. uh well, besides like been... you know you said life is boring and like you need to fill your time yeah yeah the disney one was not my idea i was brought on because i'm a disney person um and that one's been going on for a long time the hanks one was a passion project because right. i'm a hank stan the tiktok one i just as it says i just need to talk tiktok so um that's why that one and then the this is the mix was an idea i had and it's fun but that one is a lot of work mm. so that one may be ending soon oh, i don't no. know <laughs> it's also the one podcast of yours that i've guested on it's so special like, though it's a sign andrew i yeah. mean like how are you like legitimately like how do you like and you're a writer like you write too like you write articles too and like how do you kind of like how do you kind of like manage all those shows and all those ideas and all that preparation um it's a lot of having friends and forcing them to do your podcast with you and mm -hmm. then recording and then sitting on those recordings and then being like well now i gotta release them i mean the way you say it it sounds pretty easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly if i do anything then you should you you can do it because it's <laughs> i'm i'm the bare minimum um <laughs> and it, like you can do whatever i can do that song anything you can do i can do better that yeah anything i can do you can definitely do better <laughs> 
<laughs> We're here talking about Olivia Rodrigo Sour. Let's just get straight into it, I guess. I, I, I guess one more question uh, for you, Rachel, like just like a general fun question is um, like y- your podcast, This is the Mix. Like you, you kind of do a similar thing to us where, um, not to brag, well, we, you kind of do a similar thing to us where you use like uh, playlists, like basically like the guests will bring on a playlist. I mean, the, the songs that they've... Uh, um, they've listened to in high school basically and you kind of like you listen to it and they revisit it and like they go by the song they go through the songs one by one and like say like oh wow like yeah this is what i was like in high school basically you use it as a means to like learn about um your guests and like kind of like have an excuse to talk about stuff um but like i guess the question i wanted to ask you is like doing that show and listening to all this new music um what what have you like kind of learned about yourself through the process what have you kind of like learned about your sensibility and your maybe your past self um i don't know um i think it uh i learned that i like sad songs but i think i already knew that uh but just like songs that have feelings to them but then also like um doing the podcast i realized that there are like specific memories that you attach to certain songs and uh that's about like when you first heard them and that's cool like i feel like especially for like olivia rodrigo i'll always think of like tiktok and pandemic time when i listen to this album now which is weird but like yeah you really put like a time stamp of yourself on certain songs and they're kind of like little you can have like a little little uh, uh it's like a time machine where you go back in time and you're like oh yeah right that. right yeah. yeah yeah so you could like that's cool like that you could like access like if you want to feel something you could there the song is like a shortcut so you can yeah. like kind of feel access that, yeah. my mind palace well speaking of like you know tiktok and stuff like that and uh olivia rodrigo being on it let's talk about sour and this album and olivia Mm. rodrigo yeah Uh, (laughs) and sour (laughs) yeah and sour (laughs) and joshua bassett (laughs) yeah that's right that's right um so um yeah like you talked a little bit about like uh seeing her hearing some of olivia rodrigo stuff on tiktok uh, but what what else what is your like history with Olivia Rodrigo and like what is your kind of like what were your preconceived notions and stuff um well I knew her I didn't watch her show but Bizarre Vark on Disney Channel she had a show right. on Disney Channel and then um I was a big fan of High School Musical the musical the series um so I knew that before so I feel like that's how I knew Olivia before and then of course tiktok so then i was like oh olivia good for you it feels like that <laughs> thing where i'm like oh good for you it's like a little like a little sister mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you've watched grown up and you're like i'm proud of you good for you <laughs> was she like putting out music on tiktok or was she doing like like was she just doing like random tiktoks and stuff no i don't think so i think I think like the first time that she actually released like a song was for High School Musical the musical the series that that she wrote for the show and then that's how she and then that's how she got like her record deal. Oh then, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think her producer yeah, yeah. heard it or something. Yeah, yeah. They were like, "Oh, that's good. We should give her an album." And then of course the whole situation happened and she wrote a lot of music for it. And then that's where mm-hmm. the album came from. 
What about what about you, Sean? Like before we get into like the detail, the like the grimy details of like what inspired the album a little bit. Like what what was, what were your like pre? Because I remember seeing on Twitter you you were like. I don't want to hear about Olivia Rodrigo right now. I'm sure it's good, but I don't want to hear about it. It was literally so like, it wasn't overnight, but it was overnight kind of, you know, like, I don't, I don't think, no, it was before SNL. And uh, yeah, literally like opening up Twitter one day and it was just the whole feed. And I was like, okay, cool. And then it continued on and I was like, all right, I need to see other content. (laughs) And so I think I was a little like tuckered out of it, I guess, even though I hadn't like really listened to any of it. Um, And then also like hearing that she was a Disney star, like no offense, Rachel, I'm not the biggest Disney fan. (laughs) But she's a Disney star that says the F word. That's pretty cool. All right. You got me there. Zendaya is a Disney star. And Zendaya is Michi. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I think that kind of like hearing like, oh, she's a Disney star, like it kind of made me like not not doubt her, I guess, but influenced my thoughts on her. And because uh, I can't say I really like too many Disney stars music. And uh, so, yeah, I was just like, I don't really think I need to hear. Her. I think I probably get the gist of it. Um, and then I listened to this the first time through and I don't know, it didn't really do much for me. Listening to it again, and we'll get into this in more detail, but uh, I was like, oh, okay, this is starting to click with me a little bit more, but it was it's, it was doing it for me a little bit, and I kind of liked it. So uh, I think for me, it pre- happened pretty quickly, honestly. You know, she was a Disney star for like several, like she started acting when she was 12 years old, basically, you know, as a Disney star like on Bizarre Vark, and then like pretty quickly after got cast in like the high school musical uh, the musical, the series, um, which is <laughs> very fun title. I, I kind of like, honestly kind of like how like tongue in cheek it is a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, you know, driver's license. I didn't hear it right away when I was like getting huge. Um, but when I did hear it, I liked it pretty immediately. I was very moved by like the coming of age story of it all, you know, cause like a driver's license is such a, you know, one of those like milestones in life, which is like, I got my driver's license. I could drive around and stuff like that. I love, I'm just like, also uh, my general vibe. I don't know if you can guess is like a heartbroken little bitch. Uh, (laughs) Like, um, like, and I, uh, so I love music like that. I love music that caters directly to, to like my, my life. But yeah, let's get let's quickly get into like, I guess, like I I feel very mixed about this. I feel because, you know, in interviews, Olivia Rodrigo said that this is honestly the least important part of it all of like who it's about. Yeah. Like, you know, who 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 is the guy and who's the blonde girl, all that stuff. Yeah. Like she's kind of said that. But also she keep she like she keeps she also says like, you know, I love specific writing. I love songwriting. That's specific. You could like pour, like make it tactile and make it specific so that it'll hit harder. So like she incorporates specific details so that it's hard to imagine it being anyone else, or it's hard to imagine it being this like amalgus, like kind of blank person really. Like if you know the Joshua Bassett basically is her, co-star in high school musical the musical the series and uh like the the she he plays like the troy bolton like 
guy, basically. He plays the guy who's playing Troy Bolton. So he's not playing Troy Bolton. He's playing the guy who's playing Troy Bolton. And um, they struck up, a, like Olivia Rodrigo struck up a friendship with him during the show. And it, it was it's never actually confirmed of if they actually had a relationship. But it's like heavily implied that they had like some sort of romantic relationship. Yeah. Um, so that's why I feel weird about commenting is because we don't actually know for sure what actually happened either. Well, you know, it reminds you know. me a lot of like what people do with Taylor Swift, where it's like everyone is just picking apart the songs like so hard to figure out who it's about. And that kind of takes away from like the the I mean, it takes away from the music. It's like and I don't know. It feels to me like in a sense, like it's taking away like it's it's not focusing on Taylor's feelings in a sense. Yeah. Well, it's like when you when you're putting when you're listening to All Too Well and you're thinking Jake Gyllenhaal, it takes away from the experience of listening to All Too Well. You know. Well, well, Taylor has said that her only true breakup album is Red, and that's the one about Jake Gyllenhaal. But not all songs are about Jake. Whereas, like, I feel like that's the difference with Sour, where almost all of the songs are about Joshua. I'll, I'll just like quickly run through the alleged timeline. Basically, is like because it's also like like you know teen um sites kind of like picking apart like ooh like this is i saw this instagram story <laughs> like you know uh it's like not uh, whatever so like yeah. basically like uh olivia rodrigo and joshua bassett were on the show together and they potentially formed up a friendship and relationship for like a year and then you know like it was like really like to the point where like joshua bassett like wrote a song about her like apparently it's supposed to be about her. And during the scene in high school musical, the musical, the series, um, Joshua Bassett actually improvised like the, I love you scene, you know, he, when you like, puked on your shoes and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was good. yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, so like they had a romance and then, um, you know, Joshua Bassett left, you know, Olivia Rodrigo for, this girl named Sabrina Carpenter, who also is a Disney star, I believe. And then also, uh, allegedly from TikTok, uh, the reason why they never actually really dated because at the time Joshua was like 20 or 19 and she was 17. And I think he told her that they could, like, he decided that they couldn't really date cause she wasn't oh, 18. Um, wow. but he basically implied that he would wait for her to turn 18. And then in that time, uh, where they were on a break, if you're a Friends fan, uh, that's when he started to date Sabrina. So that's why it felt like she felt betrayed because she was like, you were going to wait for me and then you didn't. Yeah. And there yeah. was that line that makes the line about, you know, she she's so much older than me. You yeah. know, that makes it probably hit a little harder. Dang, yeah, yeah. wow. Um, so you yeah. for an older girl. <laughs> uh so that's like kind of like and like also like um you know joshua bassett did release like a song like and sabrina carpenter released a song too yeah you know? that was so, messy on sabrina's yeah. part uh joshua's song apparently he wrote a couple of years ago so it wasn't about olivia at all okay. but the sabrina one was very messy girl yeah. we need to talk but uh <laughs> no but it was fine it is you know when you're upset and you're a songwriter then you don't you know you, you need to you need people to be like maybe you shouldn't do this and then she's like yeah i'll wait you know, like give it time. Yeah. Calm down before you release a song. It's like diss tracks. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, it, so like in the Sabrina Carpenter song, she basically said, was there no other rhyme? Maybe she couldn't think of another rhyme except blonde. Yeah. Basically. Because she's like, you're with that blonde girl. Um, but it doesn't even rhyme in the song, so it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's messy. It's like, so that's the part that I just like feel very uncomfortable with because it feels, you know, and like, that's also just something I've kind of been feeling lately. It's just like the internet makes you feel like you're in high school. Like the internet kind of like, oh, who likes me? Like how many people like me? You know, do I have enough followers? Like, am I hanging out with the right people? All this stuff. And like, it's kind of like dropping like a fishbowl into the ocean, basically. Um, yeah. And just like, um, I think that's, but it's also why her music, you know, adults are grown people are like, why is this 17 year old, 18 year old, like making me cry? Basically. It's just like, we, she hits on something very universal, very human. It goes back to that thing of like, that I appreciate where the, the songs are, you know, they're specific, obviously. Like it's obviously about this Joshua Bassett uh, guy. <laughs> <laughs> this Joshua Bassett. Who does he think he is? Uh, and, uh, but there's still like, the lyrics are still broad enough that it's like, even though it's like the music does feel very like high school, like not yeah, juvenile, yeah. I guess. I don't know. That seems mean to there's, say. There's a youth to it. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it still feels like it would click with like older people, like you said. So, yeah, I appreciate that. I think that's cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sean has a backwards cap and like a skateboard, <laughs> like, by the way, like, weird. <laughs> like, oh, wow, look at that pose. <laughs> yeah, let's get into themes of this record, though. Like, that's kind of like the backstory of like the, you know, something the alleged backstory of like kind of like well obviously we don't we don't actually know everything that happened and stuff yeah but like that. uh watching tiktok i know exactly what yes. happened so um that is correct um and yes <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> so like uh uh rachel like what do you feel are the themes of this particular record Basically. um the themes are joshua broke my heart um mm -hmm. no uh yeah i think it's that whole just getting over a relationship but uh one of the things is uh, one of the things i like about olivia is she she like someone was telling me on tiktok so it wasn't someone actually talking yeah. to me <laughs> but it felt like someone was talking to me but they're like it's the stages of grief kind of oh wow. not all the songs because brutal doesn't really count towards her relationship with joshua um but it does it like there's like the denial which i think is is driver's license it's like i can't yeah. believe there's like also the anger isn't good for you like yeah. she's and then kind of like the acceptance is uh maybe like happier or something well no that's a little petty i don't know I, but uh favorite crime maybe yeah yeah favorite crime which um that one is juicy if you think about the whole like i can't be with you because you're not 18 thing um but anyway uh yeah but i think it's it's just like the stages of a like a breakup it it there is no relationship song. There's no like happy relationship song. It's all stages oh, of a breakup. I, I actually like really, that's a part of the album I really like is, you know, she, and she even prefaces the a whole, entire album saying like, I want it to be messy basically. Yeah. And just like, 
And I love that, you know, there's no clean solution to the album. And like, even at the end of like favorite crime, she's still hurt and she's still, and it's like, all of it is process. All of it is just like basically her processing the different stages of like anger or sadness or bitterness or something like that. I, I like seeing the in between. I don't like it when, you know, someone says like, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad. And then the next song's like, I'm better now. I don't yeah. like, I like seeing the process, like show your work basically like music. Well, that's like, it's even like the last song, hope you're okay. Like it's, probably like the sweetest song on the record to yeah. some degree but it's still from a perspective of like i'm looking at other people in my life and like uh, yes i'm wishing them well but i think to some she doesn't say it but she's still kind of like i wish that was me i feel like i'll never get there kind of i feel like yeah it's, it's also like she doesn't know if they're actually okay you know yeah. she hopes they're okay um which wow yeah and I, I it's still like she doesn't say it but you get the impression that like she's still doubting herself and like, Oh, I'll probably never get there or something. So I think at one, she said in an interview, um, that I think it might be billboard where she said, like, I actually wanted to write some happy songs at the end. So I wouldn't be pigeonholed as the heartbreak girl, <laughs> but she said she couldn't do it cause it wasn't authentic to her. She was yeah. not in that stage in her life where she could write a love song or something like that, or just like a, a song about like, you know, fidget spinners or whatever. Um, oh, she was, dang <laughs> it. Uh, what, yeah. What about you, Sean? Like, what do you feel are some themes of this particular album? Shoot. I mean, we, <laughs> <laughs> we kind of touched on it all. Um, also just like the idea that like brutal is kind of a song just about being like, about youth not really being all it is what it's supposed to be, I guess, or yeah. what people tell you it's going to be like. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not all it's cracked up to be, and uh, just the frustrations behind that. And mm. uh, I don't know, that one really like kind of resonated with me a little bit. Like, I don't know, looking back on my youth, it's not, I guess, what I thought it would be. But so that song kind of hits, but uh. Other than that, yeah, I feel like we kind of touched on everything else. I don't know. Like, it's a pretty yeah. cohesive album. Yeah, it's pretty one theme. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she, it's also like the thing I, I guess the thing I really like that I also liked with Taylor's album is it's really valuable to have actual teenagers talk about being teenagers. You know, not some 30, not like John Hughes or whoever. Like, no, even in like, Looking back, those movies were kind of problematic. You know, those yeah. movies like like John Hughes movies. Some of those were like really problematic. But like it's really valuable to like have teenagers talk about being teenagers because it's like it's just like from the source of like to, to engender em empathy that way, basically, instead of like guessing or like. I, I think that was kind of one of my like initial problems with this record was when I first listened, I was like, oh, my God, this feels so childish. And then I was like, well. Oh, that makes sense. She's a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely like moments when she's like um, gatekeeping Billy Joel. It's like uh, <laughs> yeah. later you'll realize that's immature. Everyone can listen to Billy Joel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are moments where you're like, oh, yeah, this is a teenager. And that's how I felt as a teenager, too. Like mm -hmm. I was I was like, yeah, I want like, sure, you can be happy, but I want you to be happier with us. So, yeah, yeah. 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 And like, so like, you know, that's like the Taylor Swift kind of like 
you know, with Fearless, that's like about being a teenager and like, she's a teenager and like this is so like, and I think the thing she captures really well that like, also like, cause I've been recently, I've been like super obsessed with like Bo Burnham lately. I've been like, and uh, I was listening to an interview where he was talking about eighth grade, like his movie. Um, where he like talks about like where he like uh, you know it's about eighth graders and stuff like that, and um, he talks about like pe- kids loved Harry Potter uh, because it wasn't escapism; it's realism. Where going up to talk to your crush is as anxiety-inducing as like slaying a basilisk or something, you know. And Twilight, the idea of like it feels that life and death way where you have a crush for the first time, basically. And you're just like, what is happening to my body? And I, I don't care. I want this guy to bite me <laughs> where eighth, the thing that eighth grade did really well is just like, you know, going to a pool and like, you know, showing off your body in that way felt like a horror movie. And everyone's just like, you know, it's like, everyone's upset and angry and horny and like their bodies are exploding, but it's also like, woohoo, you know, at the same time, just like, so I think she really captures this well. And also like she is because she's like a Gen Z person. She's like, she's an omnivore of music. You know, she like, she can be better at Taylor Swift at 17 because she has Taylor Swift to study. But Let's face it. She's Gen Z. She's probably a vegan. Not an omnivore. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you got me there. But she also (laughs) uses, she uses Taylor Swift. Yeah. New Year's Day and like uh, one step forward, three steps back. Uh, Great use of it, I think. But also I feel like a couple of other songs are like influenced. Like there's a part in Deja Deja Vu Vu that's influenced by Cruel Cruel Summer. Yeah. So the shouty, yeah. She was influenced by a lot of people. Like, of course, TikTok picked this album apart and then they like were like, this song is actually this song. This song is actually yeah. th- like everyone saying that good for you is misery business. But but mm-hmm. it's different <laughs> and it's more positive than misery business. Disappointed to hear that because like now I can kind of only hear misery business. But it's it's it is different enough. Like yeah. I, I right. hear it, but that's like but it's not that's, the same. But that's high school. That's high school is just you trying like. And also, she's a theater kid. She's a theater kid, so she's literally like trying to be other people. Like she's trying to, and it's real. Like um, she's like kind of like um, kind of like in Crazy Ex Girlfriend, where like kind of like the thesis of that show. One of the things like the reason they had musical numbers is like Rachel was trying to be other people for other people like she was trying to put herself in this uh box because she like watches too many movies and musicals and stuff like that and like she's trying to be someone else in real life basically and like she does a musical number to like kind of exemplify that and like this is kind of like she's like doing she's like trying on these different hats and these different costumes like i want to be um, you know, I want to be an alt rock girl. I want to be like a folk singer. I want to do, I want to be my idol Taylor Swift or something like that. But also the thing that's really impressive is she shows her versatility too, that she can actually, she can do these things too. It's not like, oh, it's a kid trying her best. It's like, whoa, you're doing it, yeah. you know, which is actually really impressive for her age. Yeah. Um, yeah I think it's a very strong, like debut album. Uh, so, uh, let's, uh, take a quick break. And uh, we'll be back to talk a little bit more about Olivia Rodrigo's Sour. Click. 
And we're back here talking about Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. It's brutal out here. So let's go through some highlights first. Um, highlights for me. Um, my favorite song is Traitor. Yeah. Um, because uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing about me. I love petty. Um, I love. I love angry. I like. I like sad, angry, but like it's sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So this song is is angry. Also, um, it's a great. I I already know that it's gonna be a tool that I'm keep gonna keep in my back park pocket for as soon as it's revealed who chris evans is currently dating um because <laughs> uh, what what's the what does she say she says god i wish that i'd known something like that before i fell in love with you god, i wish i thought this through before i fell in love with you yeah that's right so um that's how i'm gonna feel as soon as chris it's revealed who he is dating because there are rumors that he is dating someone um you know um what else Here's the thing. I've seen a lot of people on TikTok grading the album, and they put Driver's License very low on the list. Right. And I just would like to remind everyone of history here. Um, <laughs> okay, Driver's License is an amazing song. Is it? Is it my favorite on the record? No, A Traitor is my favorite because that's who I am. But Driver's License should be top three at least. Hello, it broke so many records. It was the only thing on TikTok you couldn't scroll through without another song being driver's license. It was a it was like a a cultural reset, you know? It was don't forget it, you know? Just cuz it's been around longer cuz it was the first single. Like don't dismiss it cuz if you look back in the history books, it's going to be driver's license. I will disagree with you on one thing that that just because a song is popular doesn't necessarily mean it's good that being said this is a great song yeah olivia loves taylor um and you can tell that because she's heavily influenced by taylor but i feel like the one thing that uh, olivia does better than taylor is that she releases good singles (laughs) (laughs) yeah um all, all three of those singles are great. Yeah. Yeah. I Taylor, Taylor, there's always this thing where Taylor has a new album. The first single she releases, I hate it. I don't like it. It makes me nervous, but I think it's smart because then it makes people underestimate the album as a whole. I agree. Yeah. Because they're like, ugh, shake it off. Gross. And then they're like, ah, 1989 is great. Um, And uh, yeah, but and then also the me, me song for a lover. Ugh, gross. Anyway, uh, but driver's license, amazing. And then I'm like, I want more. And she gave us more and it was great. So also just the performance is so raw. And so like um, it's the songs like really great in terms of like building momentum, building and restraining momentum because yeah. like, like the uh, pre-chorus to you say forever and now drive alone past the street. It, like she holds back and then it explodes. You finally get, um, you finally get like, uh, you know, catharsis with the bridge with the red, red lights, lights, stop signs. Outside. I still see. And just like it culminating with, I still fucking love you. It's like really, I think just like, she knows how to like 
musically kind of edge us basically uh, just like and, and i like that like and i don't know this i don't know if this is kind of what you were talking about but yeah when she kind of like drags behind the beat a little bit with the words to where it's like she sounds tired and like just exhausted from putting all this energy into like thinking about this relationship and then yeah building into and building into the end of that song yeah it's yeah really effective so and it's just like a really i just find the lyrics are just like man this thing we both were so excited about like hey you gotta get your driver's license you know the thing that she used to like have such like you know excitement about is now a reminder of her loneliness and a reminder of his betrayal is like really sad and like well observed basically uh um what's a highlight for you sean uh i also really loved uh traitor i thought it really kind of showcases her vocal talent as well um it did remind me a lot of moon song by phoebe bridgers um a similar melody i felt like and the drum pattern or the drum like the snare sound reminded me a lot of, of that song but uh yeah no i just felt like vocally she really shined on that song um and then i really liked uh let me look at my notes here um uh, let's see. One step forward, three steps back. I really liked. Um, I like. I thought the line in some masochistic way. I f- kind of find it all exciting. I think that's a really like interesting kind of take on it to be mm-hmm. like, like yeah, like this relationship kind of sucks. And like, why? Like, I why do I want to stay in this relationship? I don't know. But like, there's something kind of exciting about it in the same way, like the unpredictability. Yeah. But I thought it was a really interesting take. And. Uh, I think it's the same song. The when she says yeah. the roller coaster is all I've ever had, right? Is like yeah. kind of ties back into that where like there's the instability of this relationship is my stability, kind of. That if I leave this relationship, then I'm kind of thrust into this like the unknown, this unfamiliar territory, and that's more scary than being in this weird, unstable relationship because the this pain is the foundation of this relationship. Now that's why it's one step forward, three steps back because it's not an actual thing to build upon. You know, your foundation is crummy. Basically your foundation it, when you, it's a, it's a raw nerve basically instead of like a thing and a thing you could build things upon basically. Um, it's really sad. It's like, she's, it's so that's the thing that's really sad is like, she's trying her best to like, you know, she's walking on eggshells. She's like trying not to like say anything that will make him upset. And she's like, ooh, which lover will I get today? Will I get like the one who's like mean to me? Or will I get like the gentleman basically? Will I get Edward or will I get Jacob? <laughs> yeah. It made me think, does Joshua Beth, is he grumpy? He seems grumpy. Deja Vu I like as well. Um, oh yeah. I love the like post-chorus little breakdown. Um and that really like gritty, like synthy sound is really cool. And yeah, uh, yeah that's kind of all I have to say about that one. <laughs> I think I think it's kind of a low light. I think it's I think it's a bit it's bitter in a way that doesn't reflect well on her at all. But you need that too. That's part of the process of grieving. It's like you have your ugly moments too, where you're right. like doing that thing where it's like, well, we did that, huh? We yeah. we did that. It's like. Um, it's it, like it's relatable in a sense because we've all been absolutely 
ugly kind of person that's like, well, fuck them because they're doing exactly what we did. So (laughs) must be boring, huh? (laughs) She's trying to like with deja vu, she's trying to undercut their relationship or any like, you know, romantic feelings that Sabrina and Joshua are having. You know, she's trying to like say like that means nothing, basically. I just feel like that's a little I I get it. And I think I I applaud it's emotional honesty because it's honest to her. But I feel like it's a little I don't know. I I, it's it's a little wrong with me. I mean, sure. But yeah, again, you have to remember that she's like 17. So like that's that's some high school shit. Like, I don't know. Like, let's talk to her again in like a few years. See how she's like, are you still listening to Billy Joel? Because I taught you that. (laughs) Yeah. Like I like you've you both said, like Trader is a big highlight. Um, I just love, I just like, I just find the entire thematic of the album very relatable, even, even like, and I, l- I appreciate that she's sharing the process, even though it might not always be right, even though it might not be the, you know, maybe the healthiest emotion to feel, maybe the, like, uh, maybe it's not completely based in complete, like maybe some of the stuff isn't based in complete truth. And maybe some of it's like conjecture a little bit. Um, but it's just like how she's feeling. It's just like you betray. Like th- this is how I feel. Like you're you betrayed me, basically. Like that's how she feels, and like that's honest. And it's ugly, but it's like honest. And yeah. um, I, I just like the, the 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 core of this album is like she's hurt. You know, that's why she's singing these songs. Is she's hurt. You know, that's the that's the engine. Of the album is like. Um, the, just the the emotional whiplash of just like I have this person I love and now they're gone and not only are they gone but they're happy with someone else and pretending like I the the what we had didn't mean anything that is that leaves a hole in you basically and like she's trying to like make sense of it make sense of a thing that maybe she will never get a good enough explanation for it also makes me like want to like grab her and be like you're 17 it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) no but it does because she created art from it so it does sit in those feelings olivia feel it feel it (laughs) the positive side of it is other people who listen can relate and go oh wow i felt like that too and i'll help them to put like complicated feelings in a three-minute song that can make that that can be a huge help for people it's like kind of like it can be therapeutic uh, but then on the other side it's just like um i don't it just it just feels like part of it feels a little irresponsible of just like sharing all this stuff and like putting all this dirty laundry out there basically that feels a little irresponsible like just like because like they're teenagers basically they don't know but be- like they're, they don't know better and like to have like People are going to like bother Joshua Bassett about this for like years and years, basically, because Olivia is such a huge cultural force. Now it's going to orbit around her no matter what they write, basically, at least for a while. That's that's kind of getting into low light is just that uncomfortable feeling, I feel. And it's not just Olivia. It's just like all art, basically, (laughs) Uh, just like sharing your side of the story and that like people by share by virtue of sharing your story via an album people are automatically on your side no matter what happened basically it's also up to the listener to realize that like there's more than one side to the story but that's the thing it's just like um 
the reason why people have to be super careful with art is because people are dumb. People are dumb shits. Like people are yeah. going to take the word. Like people have sent like hateful things to Joshua Bassett. People have like. Well, it's just also when it's when it's kids listening to this, they they don't have the capacity to see both sides. And the moment they're just like, I'm team Olivia. Joshua <laughs> yeah. sucks. So it's like, yeah, he's getting a lot of hate for it. And it's just like, I don't know if art is just like, why do you have to make art for like the dumbest person? Why do you have to like put all these guardrails so that the dumbest people don't, you know, go too far. But then it's also like, if you don't put these guardrails, you're being irresponsible and stuff like that. And you're not like, I don't know. You take, they take it at its base value rather than its core. Like what it, the meaning behind why she said she was, what she said. Well, yeah. A highlight, I guess is happier. <laughs> <laughs> she talks about, at the very beginning of the album, which is like, got a broken ego, broken hearts. And like, this is like her wrestling with those two things at the same time, basically. Of just like, I think she recognizes very, from the beginning that it's not just my heart that's broken, it's my ego. And that's why it's hard to let go completely. Because if I can, if I let go, that means I meant nothing to him. And if she, he's happier without me, then he is with me then i'm not hot shit basically if you could just like replace me like that what does that mean for me and like the whole album is that confusion uh, yeah so that's like the, the that's a highlight so any other highlights for you guys um i do like that uh throughout the album she never really says anything bad about sabrina or like the other girl which is uh because i feel like Definitely in the 2000s or early 2000s, it would have been like, that girl sucks. She's a slut. <laughs> yeah. You're with her now. Whereas now it's like, sh like the things that she says is she's like, she's older. She looks beautiful. She looks kind. Uh, she probably gives you butterflies. It's like all nice things about her. It's like, it's more about, it's, it's more about like, oh, I guess I wasn't good enough uh, rather than like, what does she like? she sucks you know um which i like that about it it's like it feels feminist she doesn't resort to like tearing people down yeah, yeah. even with joshua like she she like well of course she does kind of tear him down a little bit being like you were mean sometimes but uh but like even that <laughs> she, she like in yeah, he's a grumpy boy. Uh, but like in Driver's License, she makes it very clear that she's still very much in love with him. And uh, so it's like, it's like, yeah, I loved you. I'm just upset. Good for you. I, I, I love good. Good for you. Like, yeah, I know it sounds like misery business. And that's fine. That's, but that's fine. Like, I, it, like the production, first of all, I love how it morphs and feels very alive. And uh, I love that she kind of, it feels like, you know, doing the screw that and screw you. I do like it. It feels like she's almost like losing control before she goes back to the song again. Like her emotions are so overwhelming that she kind of like has to like, she like breaks from the format of the song and like her producer's like, that wasn't the lyrics, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's how I felt like, with the instrumentals where it got everything sounded really like chaotic and messy. And I was like, I'm stressed. <laughs> that must be how she's feeling. That one's just like deliciously bitter to me. It just like, like good for you. You look happy and healthy. Not me though. <laughs> if you're bothered to ask, <laughs> just like, yeah. it's like, so like that's the petty I like. Let's talk about some lowlights. What were some lowlights for you guys? I think it was too, 
like specific that was a low light for me it was too specific into her relationship so that at times i was like oh this is just about joshua like i uh i like the way taylor swift writes like a breakup song because like there are little details but she's more like a clue writer in there where she like makes it kind of a riddle we were like could this be but i don't know but it's also more like generic sounding so that it's more relatable whereas olivia is very specific and it's like well i don't like strawberry ice cream and malibu <laughs> so i can't relate to this uh and then also the way that it did feel very uh specific to her relationship it was like that's all i could think about really when listening to it was that specific like if i didn't know maybe i'd have a different listening experience but knowing the full story that's all i could think about and was tying it back to like oh this is about this this is who is this about oh this is so it was like that was kind of it took me out of it at times so i guess that was a low light but also it's just that's she's a teenager and she's new to lyric writing and taylor swift i think is a little bit better at at making stuff that's like maybe more long lasting maybe i don't know yeah and like she's new to dating too, so like that's like also like, hmm, who could this be about? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's so yes, yeah, it's, it's the only boy she's ever dated. But that's also a a thing that I got sad about is that like this happened. I feel like it happened a long time ago, and then she wrote about it, and then the album came out, and like it just keeps bringing this up. And I truly feel terrible for Joshua and Sabrina, like their relationship. Uh, I hope it works out, but I feel like it's kind of doomed because of the like negativity that's associated with it. Like no one is cheering them on. No one wants them happy because they're like they they're no one's rooting for that relationship except for me. I'm rooting for them because I feel bad. Uh, but yeah, it's like that. That can't be healthy. Yeah. So I just I feel bad. And then like any time that some like it's just when the album like it was like when driver's license came out in january that's when it brought it all up and then like when deja vu came out it brought it up again and then good for you brought it up again and now the album's out and it's like bringing it up and it's like that can't be good and then also it's painted joshua in a very terrible light and i feel i feel kind of bad for him like it's like it's like when you break up with someone like there's definitely going to be people that are not rooting for you and then it's on like a global scale it's like that's that's got to be terrible like people sending you death threats because you broke olivia rodrigo's heart because you didn't want to date a 17 year old uh like it's it's sad so like that's a low light but you know that's what comes with the business man so it reminds me of like the ariana grande mac miller thing where everyone, oh, yeah. when he passed away, everyone was like Ariana Grande, like sending her death threats and stuff. Like, right? We don't, we don't know what their relationship. We don't know the whole story. Like, that's mm. uh, it doesn't know. happen in a vacuum. It's not like, you know, that's the thing I learned in high school. Just like, oh, the things I write on Facebook actually affect people. You know, I thought I was this loner loser guy, but then. Oh, like people read these and like people get, if I say something like, you know, petty or something like that, someone's going to get hurt. Someone, someone's going to internalize it or something like that. And like, that's like why I was talking about, is this responsible to do all the time? But the, at the same time, the alternative is just keeping it in all the time where the best way to, you know, the best way to process trauma or 
hurts is to articulate it and also to share it with other people by and by you know if i share my problems with sean he's gonna go oh well i think blah 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 you know and he's gonna give me a new context for my pain basically and by putting it out into the world you're doing that on a global scale basically so that's the positive of it but like the negative is like the immediate circle around you are hurt like or the immediate circle around you are misrepresented or something along those lines the and, other option is like she could just paint a picture yeah but it's all <laughs> yeah it's like but like an art as an artist like artists are like what am I going to do? Not share my pain? Like, it's kind of like, <laughs> like, what do you, like, yes, you can, you know, but it's also, it's good that, you know, at the same time, it's good that art's like, out, like this is art out there because it makes me feel less alone. It makes, um, it makes me like, you know, someone can go, oh, I felt like that too. And now I feel, now I know I'm not crazy for feeling this. Now I'm now like, I'm not the only person in this world who's ever felt this emotion. Like, other people like this, you know, this 19 year old girl has felt it too, basically. Uh, I guess the low light is just like, it kind of like, it doesn't know how to end. You know, the album does, it feels very, I get, and it, I guess that's the point too. It feels unresolved. Um, I, I don't quite buy the, I don't qu completely buy the, oh, it's the stages of grief because it would feel more kind of like complete. Basically. I think it feels complete um, to some degree, but there's still this like open endedness. Right. I, yeah. I don't know. Again, like, cause hope you're okay. Is like her writing to like these past, I guess, relationships in a sense, friends and stuff where she's like, you know, I I've seen all the trouble you're going through and like, know that you're bigger than that. You're stronger than that. So it's almost like she's, it feels like she's like recognizing that in herself, but mm -hmm. she can't quite like, internalize it to some degree so it's like she's almost there but mm -hmm. not quite i don't know like she's recognizing it in other people but she has yet to like accept it into herself so it feels kind of complete she's like, i hope you're okay i want you to be okay i want myself to be okay <laughs> um so let's get through final thoughts and ratings um the way this works is uh we'll rate this album out of 10 i will have a metric at the end um but i had a great i had a great time listening to this album and um it was like uh it's very affecting it's very like uh, a strong debut like you know shows her versatility shows her emotional strength basically and like her emotional articulateness <laughs> yeah i just like really resonated with like the themes of this just like feeling a certain way even though that might not like just like honoring what she's feeling even though the feelings might be ugly or sour as she put it, basically, you know, these are sad. These are sour feelings. Like these are, I just like, I appreciate the vulnerability and the openness to be, to look kind of bad, to look, to show this uglier side of her, but be, but honoring them and being truthful to them because that's the way you get past them is to, if you're feeling angry, if you're f feeling bitter, if you, if you're feeling hurt, the best way to get through it is to admit and say out loud, you're feeling bitter, you're feeling angry, you're feeling hurt. Like that is the way to get through it, instead of like pretending it's not there. And I think that's why I appreciate this album. Like, and that's something I should have said at the very beginning. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's my perspective on it. And, uh, 
Uh, so I'm going to give this uh, 8.5. I wish I had Olivia Rodrigo in high school memes. Out of <laughs> uh, I'll go next. That way we can save Rachel best for last. Um, oh. And then, uh, yeah, I, uh, I was pleasantly surprised by this record. I like kind of didn't want to like it at first, just mm-hmm. because of that, like kind of Disney preconceived notion where I was like, Oh, she's just a Disney star. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first time I listened, I didn't like it. Then somehow it grew on me. Um, I think she has a really nice voice. I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's angsty in a way that's not annoying. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to like elaborate on that, but like, I really liked it. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I've kind of said everything I need to say on it. Um, so I'll give it eight brown guilty eyes and little white lies out of 10. Um, okay. Uh, I love this album. Um, I think every song is great. I do think it, I, it does make me sad listening to it, thinking about how, <laughs> how it's affecting Joshua and Sabrina's lives. Uh, <laughs> But other than that, if you don't think about that, which it's hard to do once you know all the backstory, um, this is a great album. It, it like every song is a banger. Um, mm-hmm. Those ratings on TikTok are hard, but people are wrong for putting driver's license down at the bottom because it is great. Um, Trader is great. It, it feels like each one of the songs is like a song that you can go to as a resource if you're feeling certain way after like a breakup or anything. Another thing mm-hmm. I liked about it is TikTok pointed out that this song, this album or like some of the songs can be interpreted for like a friend breakup, which is more relatable wow. to some people than like an actual breakup. And it kind of is a little bit of if it's if they never actually dated like yeah. it could be kind of a friend breakup album. Yeah. Um, so in that case, then it can be very relatable to everyone. Cause it w- n- everyone will go through a friend breakup at least once in their lives. Sad as Never. it is. <laughs> um, and sometimes those hurt more than actual breakups because like friends, you kind of expected to be in your life forever. Whereas relationships. Yeah. You go in with a, like an, I like a hope being that this will last, but friends you really do think will last. Um, but anyway, uh, I love it. I love Olivia. She's the next generation's Taylor, but she is not Taylor. Let's not let's not forget Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor is Taylor. She's the queen. Um, okay, I'm gonna give this uh, nine. It's uh, brutal out here. Bucket hats from Olivia Rodrigo's merch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really want to buy the bucket hat. It's really great, but I haven't yet. Um, but I'll give it nine after because there's room to improve. Um, so uh, great. That was the album. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo sour. Hopefully we talked it adequately. <laughs> uh, I think uh, we did. I think we did. And uh, let's get into our, <gasps> I've been meaning to listen to that. And we did play lit. Um, so, um, yeah, this is uh this is where the part of the show where we um put a song on our playlist, our Spotify playlist. Um we each like individually like put a song we've been enjoying that can be related to or it doesn't have to be related to the album and we put it on the Spotify playlist. <laughs> um so um who would like to go first? 
Um, so I went with uh, Taylor Swift's Mr. Perfectly Fine. Click. Um, it's one of her vault songs off of their new re-recorded Fearless. Uh, it has the same energy as Olivia because it has that pettiness to it. Um, and it was it was from Fearless, so it was written when Taylor was 17 as well. So it's the same time frame. But this one is about Joe Jonas. Um, but it, that's the nice thing about Taylor is that it, you can't really tell that it's about Joe because she doesn't put too many specific specifics about Joe in it. Um, but it is, it's a petty song where it's like, oh, Mr. Perfectly Fine. It's kind of that good for you vibe where it's like, good for you. Um, you're fine. I am not. Um, so yeah, uh, Taylor says Mr. Perfectly Fine. I'm upset she didn't put it originally on Fearless. Uh, she was like, whatever. sounds good. Don't drop it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'll wait 13 years and then I'll drop it. I'll get in some, I'll get in some drama with like this guy. I'm having a premonition of, about like, uh, this having some drama with this guy named Scooter. Ugh. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, but it's funny. It was when, uh, Mr. Perfectly Fine came out, uh, Sophie Turner posted it on her Instagram story being like, it's a, it's a banger or whatever. So that was very funny. Uh, my song is Like I Used To by Sharon Van Etten and Angel Olsen. Click. Like two two singers, I absolutely adore Angel Olsen, Sharon Van Eden, and uh, they put out this song, this collaboration that was like I had no idea it was coming. I didn't know they were working on something, and uh, they're I'm like fucking obsessed with it. Their chemistry is so good, and like Sharon Van Eden has this like really like like deeper like uh, I don't even know how to describe her voice. Like it's 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 deeper, I guess. And then Angel Olsen comes in with this like twangy country voice. But yeah. the harmonies are really great. And uh, it's just a song. It kind of ties into Sour of like looking back on past like either romantic or friendship like relationships and, you know, looking back and being like, oh, those were the good days. I miss those days. And uh, yeah, like it's just the mixing, the production on it is super great. It sounds so powerful and they both sound really lovely. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess my pick then is going to be. Um, I'll Be Your Girl uh, by Carly Rae Jepsen. Click. Uh, this is like uh, kind of like Carly, you know, Carly has a reputation of being very wholesome, very sweet, like a sweetie pie. And like this is a song where she like kind of like gets kind of like angry and like bitter about like a past about an ex basically and she's like kind of like admitting that she kind of like creeps on him on facebook or whatever and stuff like that like i'm the boy you're searching through your laptop just like um it's really like it's so fun and just like uh 
the line that really gets me is like, I'll trade places today if you'd love me like that, basically. Um, mm-hmm. but she, she just wants to be loved. She just wants like that feel it. Like that's all we're looking for in life is just like, uh, to be loved, to be appreciated, to be seen, you know, and to be denied that it hurts like to, to like, and like, you know, you could go and get into like the whole, like, I don't know, the grossness of it all, but like th- truly like, that's like a thing that, um, the reason why it, 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 it's, it's, it, it, it can be really painful. And it's also like a really great source for like, uh, creative material. So, uh, I like that song. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's go through some plugs. Uh, we're, uh, thank you so much, Rachel, uh, for coming on our show, uh, for, you know, being, you know, walking us through the world of TikTok, basically, uh, <laughs> world, like, um, that world. And, um, yeah. Uh, what, what would you like to plug? Um, I guess, well, I'm Lady Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks Tom everywhere. Tom Hanks, Lady Tom Hanks, uh, Lady Tom Hanks everywhere. Uh, follow me on TikTok. Um, like all my videos because then I can make money. Um, uh, but also all my podcasts uh, inside the Disney Vault. Um, you've got Hanks is coming back season two. We're doing yeah, Colin Hanks Colin. movies. Um, and then I need to talk TikTok, and then this is the mix where this you're gonna mix. be on it yeah. soon. Um, so or I might yeah. have, or I might have been already on it. Like this is coming yeah, yeah, out in yeah. July. Okay, yeah, then maybe you've already. What a great episode! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, those all of that. Um, yeah, uh, you can follow Sean Wilkinson at T1 underscore Sean on, uh, Instagram and, uh, uh, diabetic twink on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Andre Lee on Instagram and Twitter, and, uh, you can follow the show IBMT LTT on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we'll get a Twitter soon, so that'll be cool. Um, <laughs> you could, uh, you know, oh, rate us on Apple podcasts and for every rating we get, uh, we donate $1 to Chicago Freedom Schools. We'll need to come up with a new charity soon uh, for August and beyond. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, our show is edited by, uh, um, what's it called? Um, our theme songs by Emily Blue. Our uh, artwork is by Olivia Jensen. And uh, now we'll have a closing sentiment from Rachel. If, uh, if, if you're going through heartbreak, um, just know that you're not alone. And um, Chris Evans, um, if you are dating someone, um, I just want you to know that, um, you know, it's fine. But you are a traitor. So um, I love you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we did it. All right. Yay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Have a good day. Bye. Yay. Click. Well, good for you.